Being an introvert, it's always amazed me how people can walk into a room and just start talking to people. So I really tried to emulate that throughout my life. And I think today's episode is more of a research project into how to get better at breaking that ice with people. And that's precisely what we're doing this week. We're asking everyone what their go-to icebreaker is here on Behind Every Story. What's up, everybody? My name is Jason, and this is Behind Every Story. If this is your first time with us, let me explain what's happening. I love stories from books to films, songs, jokes, just sitting around a campfire, having a s'more or a hot dog, or sitting in an audience being enveloped in a story. I love hearing people's stories. And even more than that, I love hearing the stories behind those stories. This show is the proverbial director's commentary on the movie of life. This is episode number four of the COVID-50. In this episode, we're talking about icebreakers. Before we begin, a note of warning. The topics we explore in this show may not be suitable for all listeners. This podcast deals with real people and real stories. These stories may contain and deal with graphic language, adult themes, sexual content, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. This week, we're talking about icebreakers. And as someone who is pretty introverted myself, icebreakers have always been more of a calculated thing than something that comes natural. And when I first tried to break out of my self-isolation, um, I really tried to have a pocket full of icebreakers ready to go at any time in case I met someone or in case I had to talk to a group of people, whether it be work-related or friendship or whatever, I needed to be able to break that ice and train myself to think that way. And in my day job, it's extremely rare that I get to talk or meet or work with the same people. As a cinematographer and a filmmaker, I am constantly meeting new people. Granted, most of my work is on weddings, so that kind of goes without saying that I'm meeting a, a ton of people every week. And not only do I have to break the ice, but I have to be engaging as well because I want to be welcomed. Now, for those out there who might not know me, I'm a pretty big dude. I'm six foot six, just about 300 pounds, and I've been told I have a football player's build. So without knowing me, I can be a little imposing. And when I do meet new people, I kind of like to get out of their heads that I am that imposing figure, and I'm just a friendly person. So before asking everyone these questions, I came up with a list of what I consider icebreakers that I do most often. And honestly, I didn't realize I was doing some of these until I actually sat down and thought about it. Two out of three of these icebreakers I do to put people at ease pretty quickly when they first meet me. The first tactic that I like to use is humor. And this humor is almost always self-deprecating because it takes any pressure off of anybody else. And it puts the butt of the joke on myself, which I'm happy to take if it makes that moment easier for everyone. 
For instance, if I'm at a wedding and the caterer is rushing around trying to get plates on tables and they're trying to figure out when to feed me, I'll say something like, oh, don't worry, and I'll pat my belly and say, I've had enough for today already. You focus on the bride and groom, focus on the wedding, we're just fine. So having this type of humor allows me to deflect the stress they're feeling. They walk away laughing. They can focus on their job, and then we're in a better place. So if I do talk to them again, we're pretty friendly. The other thing I like to do is dance, and I've always danced. I don't know why. It's just fun. I used to work at a record store where we would play music throughout the day, and I would dance up and down the aisles putting CDs away. When I'm at work, I'll dance because it disarms people, and then they see me acting a little goofy, and they instantly know that, again, I'm not a threat, but I'm also someone that you might want to talk to. I did this at the grocery store the other day when I was picking up my groceries and I was dancing up and down the aisle and I only saw one person in the aisle and I didn't think they were paying attention. But the lady behind me who I didn't see thought it was awesome and she started dancing too. So I think having a good time is infectious and it makes other people want to have a good time, especially when moods are stressed out and stress is high like these times we're living in now. My favorite icebreaker, and this is something I don't do in a business stance all the time. I often do this when I'm meeting new friends or just random people, is I'll drop movie quotes. I love films. I love movies. I love TV shows. I absolutely am head over heels for it. And this is something I like to do to kind of suss out how we're going to get along. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be friends if you don't get the reference or the quote. It just means that there's going to be a faster connection and we have something to talk about immediately. You know, they've done studies and you know, 60% of the time it works every time. And some of the quotes I like to say are either from the office or uh, the IT crowd. And people want a bunch of bastards. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second now. And what exactly am I supposed to do while she's out gallivanting at her night classes and whatnot? Well, you could meet other people as well. Yeah. I don't like people. Oh, well, now that's not fair, Roy. Have you met all of them? I've met enough of them. People. What a bunch of bastards. And probably about 5% of the people that I talk to will look at me and nod and smile and understand what that quote's from while everyone else just thinks I'm a curmudgeon. But that 5% of the people, we can keep talking to. One of my all-time favorite quotes to say is, Did you see that ludicrous display last night? If anyone looks at me and responds with, What's Finger doing sending Walker on that early? It is my job to respond back with, The thing about Arsenal is they always try and walk it in. But enough about my icebreakers. I want to hear from everybody else's. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hear about everyone's go-to icebreakers. My name is Brett, and I'm a writer and a musician, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. So if I'm in like a bar and I'm talking to a girl or something like that, I I have a couple of toasts that I use. And um, one is I will say, hey, I've got this toast and I got it for my grandmother. Uh, like if you buy somebody a drink or something like that or you're initiating, you're like, hey, let's do shots. Here's my toast. 
And they say, okay. And I say, well, I got it from my grandmother and she passed it down. It's a little long. Do you mind if I do it? And you get their buy-in on it. And then I say, okay. And I take a second to collect my paw, uh, my thoughts and I say, to get in lots of head. And then we, it's not long at all. It's clearly not from my grandmother. It's somewhat alcohol related. You can play it off, you know, like head on your beer, right? Um, but it usually gets a laugh or I will do, I will raise a glass and I will say to the window, to the wall. And then we move on from there. Those are usually pretty good icebreakers. Um, the other one that I've, you know, the other sort of thing I've employed at various times is, uh, when you get into trouble trying to like break the ice with a girl at a bar or something like that. And I don't know why I made this a dating thing, but, um, you know, you start to talk to a girl and then her boyfriend comes up and he's, you know, going all crow magnet on you and wants to kill you for hitting on us chick. And I will often just default to the, well, I was just telling your girl about how small my dick is and how I can never get laid and, you know, that type of thing. And <laughs> that has diffused quite a few situations. Um, but also I just usually, my... My icebreaker is to just say something off kilter and weird, usually self-deflecting. Um, it's a, you know, in in other situations. My name is Stella, and I'm from Chicago. Ooh, go-to icebreaker. Um, that's a good one. My go-to icebreaker. Can we come back to this? Nope. Okay. Go-to <laughs> go-to icebreaker would be, um, uh, how do you feel about energy? <laughs> how do you feel about intu- intuition? Do you Are you like a sensing kind of person or are you a facts-based person? Does this work? It does. It does. You'd be surprised at how many people sense things and feel things, but they don't talk about it because they think they're supposed to be all professional and talk about, you know, what their favorite, um, you know, business book is when you first meet them. I I don't ha- I don't have one. I basically my thing has always been I just talk to people and somehow they've ended up liking me um much to my chagrin (laughs) (laughs) what does this lady want and I've been married twice now because of that (laughs) (laughs) so I don't I don't I don't have a pickup line I have been told that my game is that I have no game um yeah, I I don't like that. I wish I could just walk up to some so anybody, you know, not even you know interested in them sexually or anything like that, uh, just to be able to start up a conversation. But it, yeah, my mind goes blank. Palms get sweaty. Mom spaghetti, all that shit, and I can't do it. So yeah, usually it's always been in an acquaintance that became more. My name is M, and I am from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, it's usually something incredibly awkward. Um, let's see. Uh, it's usually something about the person, like uh, maybe their clothes. Like, I really love your 
So like, I'll find something about them that I can compliment, but sometimes it becomes very awkward. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> but usually I'd say something about what they're about, something about their physical appearance that I can compliment or something obvious that I can, a performance or whatever that it is that I could compliment. Why do you go for the compliment? Oh, because it's genuine. You know, usually that's, I think probably goes back to my first answer, which is, you know, feeling like you're not seen. So I want them to see that, like, I saw you. I see you. I love that dress or, you know, oh, you're so sweet with your kid or what, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just something, something to let them know they've been seen. My name is Mark Allen Fishman. I am from Homewood, Illinois. My go-to icebreaker, if I can't fit into the conversation that I'm a comic book artist, then I've probably done my job wrong. But I would say my actual go-to icebreaker most of the time is uh, pulling out my phone and forgetting that I have a comic book drawing of myself on the back of my phone. Do you honestly forget that it's there? A legitimately 100% every time forget that that's the back. And the way I've drawn it is it's me holding the camera of the cell phone like you would hold a normal camera. And it's, and my little word balloon says, hold still. And I forget that I'll have that out. And I might be checking a text from the wife or an email from work or something. And people will like do a little double take. And then I have to print like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's my phone. <laughs> and then instantly you get to work in, hey, yeah, I make comics, which is it's rarely it's rare that I've said that. And it's not been met with positive vibes. Hello, my name's Dan. Uh, I'm a cartoonist, mixed media artist from Cambridge, UK. Uh, what music do you like, I guess? How come? Universal. Music is? It's a universal question, really. I, I, I don't think I've ever met somebody who said, no, I don't like music. <laughs> My name is Rob, and I am from the Midwest in America. Wow. Um, you know, my go-to icebreaker is probably, uh, to ask a question related to the person. So like, if I walk up to somebody, if I'm breaking the ice, if I want to, boy, this is a tough question, man, because here's why it's a tough question. You've got two sides of me. You've got the social side, which is, you know, if I'm assuming I'm walking up to somebody in a social situation and I have to break the ice, yeah, I'm probably going to ask a question related to them or related to, to a thought they have to kind of get them like like talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other side of me, which is I do a lot of interviews and mm-hmm. I do a lot of interviews with normal people. And my icebreaker there is pretty much the same thing, but I will usually, this is going to sound so funny. Okay. If I'm doing it as a podcast, my icebreaker will be something where I kind of get them talking a little bit about themselves and then we jump into it. If I'm doing it live in front of an audience, my icebreaker is to get the audience to boo me and it takes all that pressure off of the person. I'll say something outrageous, get the audience kind of like, oh, boo, and I'll be like, okay, all right. 
then the person's completely comfortable. I can ask them pretty much anything and we're all good. And then by the end, I make sure that, that everybody loves me. So it depends on what, what the situation is, but a general icebreaker is find out something about that other person, ask them a question to get them talking about themselves. Albert. I am an operations manager from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Go-to icebreaker is probably just like, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? If it's a lady, it's just like, hey, how are you? You know, my comment on the whatever she's wearing or something. If it's just a dude and I'm not sure. Like if, you know, I have a thing where it's like if I see a, a, a guy in the room and he's bigger than me, I'm always looking for weak points and shit just in case he flips out, flips out in the room or something. I am Chris and I am from Chicago. Okay, that's a good one. I love that question. I would say my favorite pickup line or opener line definitely depends on whether or not I'm picking up a woman or just trying to start a conversation with a stranger. If it's a woman, one line that has definitely worked for me in the past is if I talk to a girl and she says, oh, I have a boyfriend, then I look at them very seriously in the eye and I say, well, you could have two. And you get this look of complete confusion and surprise. And then this aha moment of like, that's absolutely right. I could totally have two. I said that to a woman once, and uh, yeah, the night escalated very quickly from then on. So I was really proud of that one. I would say the starter opener that I love to use on people is either how is your heart instead of saying hello, how are you? Or if it's someone that I'm truly looking to um, interact with for a longer period of time, I ask them, like, what is something that you wish people knew about you that they mm. never get to find out? And that's how you start a conversation? Yes. I love to use that with people that I might spend, you know, a few minutes with, like a, a Lyft driver, an Uber driver, or sometimes with somebody on a plane before they decide to check out and put on their headphones and watch Netflix. Have you gotten any good answers from it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I There was this lady that became a really good friend of mine on a flight to Puerto Rico. I asked her that question. And uh, she got really raunchy with it from the very beginning and let me know that she's always wanted to have a threesome with her husband and her husband's brother. Wow. But was terrified of saying it. Yeah, this is a little, a little like just off the opener, like a few words after saying hello. <laughs> so you never know. So it's a good one to go for. Uh, asking people how's your heart is usually extremely disarming for a lot of people. Mm. Because they're used to the regular, hey, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. And it's really lost all its meaning. But when you ask someone how their heart is, you realize that someone actually cares about your current state of being. And so you usually get a pretty good answer out of that. My name is Michael, and I'm a photographer, videographer in the Naperville area. Um... I just got it in my mind. Uh, it usually, when people say, how's it going? You know, I, I start off with the, uh, you know, um, I just said in the beginning of this conversation, too. 
uh, I'm living a dream. And then usually someone will say, how's it going? And it says, oh, I'm living the dream. And then right after that, they go, really? And I say, yeah, I don't know if it's mine or somebody else's. Then they get to laughing. And then that usually can lead into a real conversation because people can always relate on that note, which is, you know, we got it bad, but not as bad as we know we could have it. Um, my name is Marie, and I am from St. Paul, Minnesota. My go-to icebreaker, am I allowed to say awkward? I think it's more awkward than serious or funny. Um, I, I don't think I'm a very funny person, and I try not to be serious because I, I feel like serious can be I've been called out on being a wet blanket in the past, and I don't want to be like that, especially being a Capricorn, because Capricorns are supposed to be wet blankets. Um, I think I'm more awkward, um, and I I try to lean into that awkwardness more often, like now, uh, because I, I recognize that I am an awkward person sometimes, um, and I think leaning into it can create funny situations, and it kind of shows that, like, I've accepted that this is kind of who I am now. I like that. Okay. So I have to ask, like, can you give me an example of when you're awkward to break the ice? Oh, I haven't really talked to anyone in the last three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I've had social uh, interaction. Uh, I think a a good example would be kind of like ordering a drink or like ordering something and then just like kind of playing with it a little bit in a funny way kind of to myself like I try to act like a cat where it's like I don't really care about what's going on but I try to stay aware of my surroundings do you act like a cat on purpose or does it just naturally happen that way I think it, it naturally happens that way and then again I kind of lean into it So it's like me playing with a water, a glass of water and like kind of tapping it a little bit like towards someone. And then I kind of like, I'm like, hey, (laughs) sounds stupid, but uh, yeah. (laughs) My name is Potato Johnson and I am from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Again, I'm terrible at this because I really don't have a go-to. I just kind of go with the flow and jump into whatever's there. You know, it's it's more, I think, about listening than than saying anything. Because you kind of got to go in and it's almost like being a secret agent. You got to f- feel the room, figure out what's being talked about, and then slide your way in. My name is Sarah. I'm a visual storyteller and culinary maven, and I'm from a podunk town in Iowa. A compliment, a personal compliment. Um, if somebody, um, if somebody, if I like someone's hair, if I like what someone's wearing, if someone's wearing something interesting. Um, and I also, if I've talked to them just a little bit, uh, if I, I, I ask them what their favorite food is and if they enjoy cooking, what they enjoy to cook, because that's what I 
enjoy. You feel that connecting with them on something similar that you love would bring you closer? I believe so. If we're talking icebreaker, like a stranger, like walking in, that that's, I guess that's what I would refer to. If we're talking icebreaker, well, I guess, I guess that's context related. <laughs> yeah. If it's, if it's someone that I already kind of know personally, or even that I'm trying to get to know, um, yeah, I ask them, you know, about things that perhaps we have in common. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm from Elgin, Illinois. You know what? I usually try to make something laugh. I think there's somebody laughing, get in that way when I talk to people. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I'm fairly witty. I think I can read a situation and come up with something funny. And I think that loosens people up and relaxes them and lets you get on to the next thing. And then there's always just hello. I think, you know, some people are so scared to say anything. It's just like, hey, how you doing? My name is, what you know, whatever, and then go from there. Can you give me an example of something? Because you said you're you're funny. Can you give me an example of it? No, I just think, I mean, you know, I think just, I mean, you know, I say listen to me talk. I just, you know, I think I, uh, in, in general, want to be a happy person. So I think I try to think of things in a funny situation and, you know, just like, I don't want to say just like any comedian, I, you take the, the, you take the obvious and easiest and make it funny because life is funny in itself. You don't really need to create it. It's not like you need to contrive the stupid things that people do or say or their tics or whatever. And I think you can just use that to your advantage. I think, you know, and, I, I, and I'm not saying I'm a great comedian by any stretch. Um, I'm not, but that's what all great comedians do. They take the normal everyday things and show you how absurd it is because we are, you know, not in as a, as a single person, but in general, we're absurd. I mean, the things that we do and the little tics we have are insane to other people. And just by pointing them out, it's funny. It's nothing personal. It's just, it's funny. You know, you have a tick, you have a thing, you have a, whatever you do something with your hair, you do something with your, you know, your shirt. It's funny. So we go from there. My name is John. I am from the West suburbs of Chicago. <laughs> Fuck, man. I wish I had one. <laughs> I, uh, oh, uh, I, my go to iceberg is like, oh, uh, hey, aren't you that you're that girl I was talking to on the internet, right? <laughs> uh, even, <laughs> or, uh, it, it's, it's bad. Like, it's, it's, hello. <laughs> um, go to icebreaker, though. I mean, so, like, Again, I don't care who you know knows who I am, but I have a famous person's name. Uh, my name's my birth name is John Lennon, so that's a fairly decent icebreaker in that like I introduce myself as John Lennon, and that you'll usually get a response, um, even if it's them demanding to see my driver's license. How often do people ask to see your ID? Uh, you know, uh, most people take me at my word. It's come up. It's come up on occasion. Uh, my ex-wife actually asked me to see my ID the first night that I met her. Um, so, you know, it's a probably once or twice a year, depending, you know, but I think most people take me at my word that my name is John Lennon because it seems like a really stupid thing to lie about. My name is Sean, and I am from Chicago. 
Oh, good dad joke. Um, my, I, I always, I usually, and it's like icebreakers. Like usually it's when I'm, you know, trying to hit on a, a female energy. Um, I usually will ask if they like dad jokes. Um, and it's a pretty decent icebreaker. Cause I feel like if, you know, I can make you laugh with a dad joke, you know, I can pretty much make you laugh anytime. So, um, I, I feel like that, you know, it's very like, it's cheesy and it's corny, but it also like lightens the mood. And if, you know, yeah, I just think that it's just, you, I, I'm a big dad joke enthusiast. So I think it's always a great icebreaker. So hit me with, uh, with one of your favorite dad jokes. Oh man. Um, why are donuts God's favorite snack? Why? Cause they're so holy. <sighs> <laughs> I think I think a good dad joke is best received. Like you know, it's a good one when there's a groan. Yeah, you know, it's 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 also on delivery. You know. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and, and Jason, you know why quarantine jokes are like so they're funny, but they're so difficult hmm. because they're so all inside jokes. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I, I have I have one more. I have one more just for the times. You know, uh, people in Antarctica don't have COVID nineteen because they're all isolated. Well, that's very clever of them to be isolated in this time. Yeah, yeah. The ice helps. Oh yes, ice, ice in isolation. Ice olated. I'm, I'm, I'm scooping what you're pooping. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. (laughs) I think without a doubt, my favorite part of today's episode is I'm going to be walking away with an arsenal of new icebreakers because who doesn't want to answer how is your heart? Stories make us feel like we're a little more connected to the world. Like no matter what's happening to you or how alone you might feel, especially right now, know that you're not. This world is a lot more connected than you might think. We're all in this together. Do you have a good story about your favorite icebreaker? Email us or send us a voicemail clip to behindeverystory at gmail.com. We would love to read it or play it on our next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us here on Behind Every Story. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your favorite podcasting streaming app or sharing our podcast to your friends and family or just random people because that's the greatest icebreaker of them all. Here, here's an awesome podcast for you. We love to connect with others and hear what you have to say. Be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook, Behind Every Story Podcast, to stay up to date with all our new episodes. And you can always find us on BehindEveryStory.com. Great storytellers make the world a smaller and more intimate place. Thank you to all the great storytellers out there, big and small. And thank you to our guests this week, Al, Brett, Bob, Brandon, Chris, Chris, Daniel, John, Lauren, and Ryan, M, Mark, Marie, Michael, Tato Johnson, Rob, Sarah, Stella, Sean, and Zach. I've been your storyteller, Jason Osterkamp, and it's been a pleasure sitting around the campfire with you. Join us next time when we get to discuss what movie is everyone's least favorite and why. This might be more of a personal journey for myself. (laughs) Join us next time on Behind Every Story.